Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovelies. It is me, E.B., your favorite medium.com writer, your favorite viral TikTok coach, and your favorite podcast host. And I'm back, back, back again, back today. Probably didn't think you were going to see me, thought I was going to run away on you again. But no, we are here again and uh, got another uplifting episode for you this week. We are not going to get down in the trenches. We are not going to get dirty. We are not going to get heartbreaking. Um, None of that stuff. None of that stuff. Uh, And that's really the point of this episode today. Although we are going to talk about trauma, we're going to talk about the brighter side of the journey that many of you are going through to recover from your trauma. And it's the side that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, It's the side that we tend to neglect when we're overly focused on our healing or we are trapped in cycles of rumination and and trying to somehow outrun or fix the past. So what is it? What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about fun. We're going to talk about enjoying yourself, you know, having some passion, connecting with life, even in the middle of the healing journey, because that's the big thing, right? That's the big danger that the trap that so many of you fall into, myself included. We forget to enjoy ourselves as we're trying to heal. And we tend to think that we have to do it all, achieve it all, wipe the slate clean, cross some magical finish line, and then we'll enjoy our lives. But that's just not how it works. So today, that is what we're talking about. We are going to talk about having fun because let me tell you something right now. If you're not having fun somewhere, somehow on this healing journey, you're not actually healing, you're just ruminating. Just before we jump in, just a quick reminder that spots are still open in my group coaching program. We've had a nice little uh, kind of rush and we've had quite a few new members join. Very, very excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, And it's ready and waiting for more of you who want to join. Um, This is the best place to build a community for yourself, but it's also a really good place for you to get access to me, my knowledge. Um, I teach you how to build better relationships. I teach you cognitive reappraisal. Um, I give you some of the best emotional regulation tips that are out there. Some of the most honest and science evidence backed emotional regulation tips out there. Um, So if you want to join that, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash practical growth and sign up there. Um, Then you'll get all the information and the access. We have a private chat community on discord and we also have a private Facebook group where we share videos. We introduce one another. um, I share exclusive content on meditations, um, exercises, all kinds of good stuff. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to be a part of the growth group, then you need to head to patreon.com slash practical growth and join our growing community today. All right. So having fun. What am I talking about, right? Having fun when you're healing from trauma, when you're healing from narcissistic people, from abusive partners, from failed relationships, um, from trauma, trauma, trauma. What could I possibly be talking about? What could possibly be fun in all of that? To kind of get the full picture, I want you to just to take a little journey with me. Um, a 
when I started coaching a few years ago, I very quickly noticed a, a pattern. And it was that the people that I chose to work with, they had a really bad habit. Okay, specifically, by the time they came to me, they had been through years of therapy. They knew everything there was to know. They had all the right language, all the right terminology for their experiences and what was going on with their bodies, right? They knew everything. They were very aware, very clued up, very plugged in. But the thing was, by the time they got to me, they had this huge list of tasks. I want to be able to regulate my emotions. I want to fix the relationship with my mother. I want to not be so triggered when I'm at work or when I'm with my children and my family. No, I want to get over childhood trauma. Whatever it was, they had a checklist. And the problem was when they came to me, they were so focused on these checklists. I got to do this and then I got to do this and then I got to do this and I got to do this. And it was leading them into A, a form of dissociation. They thought that they were working on their trauma, but really they were kind of putting themselves in border collie mode and work, 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 working to avoid actually feeling and living in the experience of the present moment, because that's pretty tough to do, right? So they were using these goals, these these checklists, this search for self-improvement as a distraction, as a way to numb themselves. And it they were missing the biggest point of it all, right? And the point is this. Ultimately, all of us engage in healing because we want to feel better. We want to enjoy our lives. We want to be able to have fun. But the trap is so many people think, oh, well, I've got to completely recover myself. I've got to completely heal. I've got to completely control my triggers or I have to be this perfect martyr before I deserve to have that life in which I'm just out there enjoying myself, in which I'm engaging with my passions, I'm meeting new people, I'm having new experiences. It's this slippery slope of believing that in order to be worthy of this life that you enjoy, you first have to accomplish X, Y, and Z and cross a specific finish line. And what have we said about finish lines on this show time, time, time again? They are absolute crap. They don't exist in healing and recovery. You have to be careful because this... This search for self-improvement, this staring the devil in the face, as brave as it feels, um, as much as we're told to do that, there's a limit, right? There's a limit and a balance is a must. And you've, you've probably fallen into this trap. And if you haven't fallen into this trap, congratulations. This is your warning. Don't let yourself do it. Then you've probably seen someone, though, who has has slipped into this. It becomes just an endless search, an endless hunger, obsession, addiction to self-improvement. And, you know, the thing is your nervous system can get just as addicted to this kind of toxic state of self-critiquing and tearing down and rebuilding as it can the trauma that it experienced in the first place, okay? It's very easy to fall prey to the idea that you have to keep making yourself better in order to be worthy of something, especially if you already came from a background in which you believe that you were unworthy because of your experiences, You see how you're just continuing the thing? If you're not having fun in your life right now, I don't care what's happened to you. I don't care how much trauma you have, how damaged you have been mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. If you cannot find something that brings you unbridled joy, that's just that you just connect with, that you feel passionate about, that you feel curious about, interested in, um, you're not doing it right. You're not taking full advantage of your human experience and you're not really paying attention to the central point of your journey, which is to be able to enjoy this human experience that you're having. 
right? That's what you want to do ultimately, but you've convinced yourself that you have to erase the person you are now and create a new person to get it, which is just ridiculous. The aim of healing is to find the ability to enjoy your life. And that will happen when you make it happen. You don't have to wait. It can start right now and it should. The more fun you can learn to have right now, the more you can learn to enjoy yourself, enjoy your body, enjoy your relationships, enjoy your experiences, your work, uh, your trips you take, the people you're around, creating new memories, following those passions, easing your nervous system, you know, those things that help you plug into the true beauty of life. If you're not doing it now, you're not doing it right. And it's time to change the way you view things. So there's going to be some of you quite skeptical, right? You'd be like, well, I'm, I'm having a terrible time and everything sucks and everything's bad. And I, there's no way I can have fun because I'm too stressed. And I'm too miserable. And until I get my nervous system in a certain state, there's just no way I'm going to be able to enjoy anything. You need to understand that it's an interlinked system. Okay. You need one in order to be able to do the other. You cannot heal your trauma if you just keep beating yourself over the head with negative thoughts, remembering negative experiences, putting yourself back in negative emotional states. You need that positivity. You need the boost, the break of having fun, of enjoying yourself, having that reward, that kind of carrot at the end of the stick. That's proof that what you're doing has a brighter side to it, that it has some worthwhileness. Okay. You are what you think. So if you spend all your time focusing on suffering what do you think you're going to see more of, bring more of into your life? Align with more in people that you meet. Okay, there's a need for balance. Yes, we have to learn emotional regulation, neuroplasticity. We've got to face our trauma, confront our abusers, you know, break cycles, um, face triggers, sit through things, sit with our emotions, feel them, cry. All of those things, yes, they're valid. We have to do those. Shadow work's very important. But so is enjoying your life. So is celebrating every single little victory that you manage to score for yourself in this incredibly brutal world. Okay. Fun can be as powerful a medicine as anything else. And here's why. Number one, it helps you to make new memories. Okay. If you're someone like me, you've got quite a lot of, you know, pretty nasty childhood memories you'd rather not have. Um, then having fun, enjoying yourself, creating a new life that you're passionate about. Even if you don't feel like you're there, you still get triggered by things. You still spend days in bed. You still, you know, snap at people or you haven't gotten your relationships quite right yet. Um, You can still get out there, have fun, make new memories. The more happy memories you make, they'll begin to take up more emotional space in your databanks than all of that trauma that's years and years and years behind you. Okay. It's not that the memories of the bad stuff go away. They don't carry as much emotional weight when you start to fill up all that empty space in your life with happiness, with joy, um, with just a feeling of presence and belonging and, and having a life that isn't something you have to hide from. Okay, having fun helps you create positive emotional experiences. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to overcome the negative emotional experiences. So the more positive ones you have, the better it goes. Make positive, fun, enjoyable memories for yourself and with people you love. Number two, having fun, getting out there, enjoying yourself, not for any purpose other than enjoying yourself. Okay. You're not producing anything. You're just enjoying yourself. Um, it helps you to break the cycle. And, and here's what I mean. 
your negative thoughts are addictive, especially if you came from a really, really negative environment. So you take me, for example, my mother was a horrendously negative person. She complained about everything all the time. And no matter what she was confronted with, it was a negative response. Nothing was ever good enough. She had to complain and whine and critique it and just be, you know, just brutal and petty and nasty and mean. Coming out of that environment, I had normalized all of that kind of negativity. I thought you were supposed to be negative about stuff. And I still have to catch myself doing this because I can tend to be quite negative about things. Um, I had to start doing fun things to break out of that negativity because my mother, let me tell you, she never did anything for fun. She didn't travel. She didn't really have friends. She didn't do anything on the weekend. She didn't even play with all the animals that she hoarded. She didn't go on walks. She didn't garden. She didn't cook. She didn't do any kind of crafts. Nothing like that. She had no hobbies, no interests. I mean, she she used to read some books, but the last 10 years, she wasn't really into books that much. So, um I had to break that in myself because she was just this suck of negativity and I was normalized in that. And not only was I normalized in that, my nervous system got addicted to that. And so I just had to start intentionally having fun, which is something she never would have done. And it was the absolute opposite of all that suffering. And it helped so much. It broke me out of rumination cycles. It prevented me from going too far down the rabbit hole of, What if this hadn't happened? What if that had happened? Someone shouldn't have done this. Someone shouldn't have done that. There's only so much time you can spend thinking about those things. Because overthinking them, you start imagining, well, if I just think this right, I can make it better. That's magical thinking again, and it doesn't work. You're never going to outthink your trauma, erase it, make it go away, or change what happened to you by thinking just the right thoughts or getting down to the right exact answer. It already happened. It happened. It's done. It's over. Okay, you've got to acknowledge it, incorporate it, resolve it and move forward. And fun is a part of that. Fun is a part of that. If you spend all day just just circling the drain, you're going to go down it. Okay, so fun helps us to break that cycle. And remember that there's still good stuff ahead of us. We don't have to get swallowed up by the past. Number three, learning to have fun can actually ease your nervous system. It can ease your nervous system. We talk a lot about your nervous system and specifically how trauma damages it and then creates all the problems that spin into anxiety and warped beliefs and bad behaviors and reactions and yada, 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 right? We've talked about that to death. When you have fun, when you enjoy yourself, you're giving your nervous system a break. You're taking your foot off the pedal for a little bit and just allowing it to slow down. Ease up. Be in the present moment and not be constantly on high alert, recovering, recycling through all the stuff that happened in the past, which is a much healthier way to live because your nervous system needs a break. It's not a fathomless, bottomless machine that can keep going, 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 going for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and no break. It needs a break. More than just your eight hours of sleep, having fun is a good way to give it a break. Number four, rewarding the work. Listen, uh, you guys have been doing this a while. You know that healing, recovering, finding some kind of stability for yourself mentally and emotionally, it's hard work. It's hard work. You got to take deep dives you don't want to take. You got to look at things you don't want to look at. It's painful. You got to reopen some wounds so you can close others. It's a nightmare. Okay. In some way, everything that you knew kind of has to be reshaped or reformed or completely destroyed and tossed aside. Um, we, We basically have to blow up our entire lives. You can't just keep doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that, and then hope that whoop one day the sun is shining and everything's magically great. 
what is the point in all that work if you're not rewarding yourself, if you're not reminding yourself what you're doing all the hard work for? It's just nuts. Um, so when you have fun, when you enjoy yourself, when you re-engage with passion, when you meet new people, have new experiences, you're rewarding yourself. You can think of it like positive reinforcement a little bit. It's like, look, you did this really terrible emotional thing that messed you up for a couple of weeks. Here's a cake. You know, you reward yourself so that you teach your nervous system little by little that what it's doing is right and that you're grateful for it. Um, and that everything is eventually going to be better. And here's the proof in the pudding. And last but not least, the fifth reason that having fun, having that enjoyment is so important when you are healing mentally and emotionally is because it creates new possibilities, right? It, it opens new doors. It makes you look at things differently um, and remember things that you may not necessarily have thought of. You might think that you have to achieve a specific goals and then another goal and then another goal and then another goal in order to reward yourself. But it's just like an outdated way to think. And it doesn't really boost your journey or give you the motivations, the appropriate motivations for you to continue kind of rolling that ball uphill long term. You have to break from that idea that you will earn a point. You will come to a point where you've earned or you deserve to have a better life, to enjoy yourself, to reward yourself, to, uh, you know, capitalize on all the efforts you've been putting in celebrating yourself in the moment because it feels good and you have a right to it's good for your mind and your body in those kind of moments of lightness that you get in fun you can even be inspired with new creative insights which can again create new opportunities that you potentially didn't have access to before easier said than done right i always i always kind of paint it like it's a really really easy thing to do but it you know it's it can be tricky okay you learning to have fun again to enjoy yourself to engage with a life that may intimidate you trigger you or scare you it's a big ask it's a big ask because some of you are like well maybe i just don't even know how to have fun anymore i don't remember what it feels like to smile to laugh to enjoy myself i've been doing this for so long or i've been so hurt i just don't think that i can do that you can do anything that you want to do that you are determined enough to do that you chip away at that you hold the space for and i'm going to teach you you can do it you can start having fun even if you feel completely disengaged even if you feel completely dissociated from your life you can start doing it and here's how number one tap into your inner child, okay? Leaning back into the kinds of joys and passions of childhood is a very simple, easy way to get back into the swing of things that you just enjoy for the sake of enjoying them. Because when we're children and we kind of chase those little passions and interests, it's not because we're trying to prove anything to anybody. It's because we just enjoy doing those things. So it's a great place to start and it's a great source of inner child healing. Number two, Follow your adult interests and hobbies. What do you love to do? What makes you feel curious about yourself, about your life, about the world around you? What makes you ask questions or look for answers or start kind of going on that hungry chase to learn more? Um, these things can be a spark, a spark in a very powerful light that leads us closer to more fun and experience filled lives. And number three, know what you deserve. Okay, allowing ourselves to have fun on the trauma journey, it's I know it's 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 a lot. It's a, it's another goal that you kind of have to look for. But many get so used to self-loathing that they don't believe they deserve joy until they fix themselves and that's literally just a repeat of the toxic cycles you're trying to break out of, the toxic thoughts and um cognitive circuits. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to fall into this belief that you have to be fixed 
that you have to reach a certain point of worth before you can have the love, before you can have the family, before you can have the big career or the nice house or the nice things or the the dream trip, whatever it is. You don't you don't have to do that. If you just stopped on if you never read another self-improvement book after today, you never listened to me again, never watched another video, read another article, that would be fine. You would still be worthy of enjoying your life. So in, engage in that inner child play um, and start having fun. Get back plugged into the things that you just like to do for you, not for anyone else. This isn't about producing for others. It's about connecting with yourself in the present moment and remembering that there is light to life. So this is your call to action. This is it. I cannot lay it out any plainer than I have laid it out for you. Okay. Are you going to make space in this journey to enjoy yourself, to plug back in, to just like your life, the people that are in it, to experience them without the aim of achieving some self-improvement goal? Because that's what I want for you. And that's what you need to set for yourself. You need to take time every single week to close the books, turn off TikTok, flip off Medium, flip off Instagram, wherever it is that you get your healing advice from. Don't watch my stuff. Don't read my stuff. Don't listen to these podcasts. Okay. Just go out, have fun, go play with your kids, go play with your grandkids, do something that you haven't done since you were 10 years old. There's a good goal. What did you like doing when you were 10 years old? I'm dead serious. I don't care if you're 60 or 70 years old listening to this now. What did you like doing when you were 10 years old? Just for fun. Go and try that. Go and try that. Get started. Just remember to enjoy yourself so that you have something real to look forward to, to motivate you, to keep pushing you to do better and to get over the emotional hurdles that might still be ahead for you. Because that's the aim. And so many of us get so lost in the tangle of trauma that we forget that that's the whole goal in the first place. So this is your reminder to enjoy yourself and to enjoy your life. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, I would be eternally grateful if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Uh, Five-star reviews don't just help me. They help people find this podcast. People like you that have the same interests, that have the same fears, concerns, questions. um, Help them find this podcast by leaving a five-star review for me on Apple Podcasts. Forever grateful for those who do. Um, I know it takes a minute of your time and, you know, that... That means the world to me. For everyone else, I hope you also enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something from it. And most importantly, I hope you go out this weekend and you have some fun. Just innocent, harmless, good old-fashioned fun. Separate from your trauma. And remember that this life is worth living and you are worth having all that is good and all that is beautiful. And all that feels nice. Okay? Just remember to feel nice. It's okay. It's okay. That's the goal. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so, so much. Until next time, keep your heads up and keep your eyes on the stars. Keep moving forward. Bye-bye.